Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of bronchiolitis found under the pediatric section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A six-month-old infant is seen in the emergency room for wheezing. His breathing has become increasingly difficult over the past two to three days. He has also had a worsening cough, subjective fevers, and rhinitis. Today, his parents took him to the pediatrician's office, where his oxygen saturation was 80% on room air. He was sent immediately from the clinic to the emergency room via ambulance, where he was given supplemental oxygen. On physical exam, he has increased work of breathing with nasal flaring, grunting, and intercostal retractions. He also has bilateral wheezes. His parents are counseled on the possibility of further interventions if his oxygen saturation does not improve. Let's continue with an introduction to bronchiolitis. Clinically, it is defined as a viral respiratory infection that causes wheezing and increased respiratory effort in children and infants. With regards to epidemiology, remember that it is more common in the winter, and demographically, it affects children less than two years of age. Risk factors include asthma, daycare centers, exposure to air pollutants such as cigarette smoke, cardiopulmonary disease, immunodeficiency, congenital heart disease, and premature infants. The etiology is most commonly due to respiratory syncytial virus. Remember that this is an enveloped, linear, single-stranded, negative-sense paramyxovirus with a helical capsid. However, other causes may include rhinovirus, parainfluenza virus, influenza virus, and coronavirus. The pathogenesis is that the virus initially infects the upper respiratory tract and travels to the lower respiratory tract within a few days. Afterwards, edema of the submucosa causes an obstructive pathology in the lungs, causing wheezing and respiratory distress. And in terms of prevention, remember that one may use palivizumab, which is a monoclonal antibody against the F protein. Remember that that is a key protein that RSV utilizes to infect patients. This is indicated in premature infants and babies at risk of severe infection, such as those with an immunocompromised status. And remember that the prognosis of bronchiolitis is that of a typically self-limited disease. However, it is more severe in infants less than six months of age. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include a low-grade fever, congestion, cough, poor feeding, and grunting. And on physical exam, one may note tachypnea, bilateral wheezing, prolonged expiratory phase, and increased work of breathing, which may be evidenced by nasal flaring and intercostal retractions. And in terms of other studies that may be performed, one may obtain a rapid antigen test. However, remember that when making the diagnosis, most cases are clinically diagnosed. And with regards to the differential, make sure to think about asthma, with distinguishing factors being that it typically has recurrent episodes with identifiable triggers, and there is a history of asopy in the patient or family. Also think about foreign body aspiration, with distinguishing factor being that it will cause unilateral wheezing. And in terms of treatment, conservative treatment options include supportive care, which is indicated in all patients, and the specific modalities include hydration and supplemental oxygen. And lastly, complications related to bronchiolitis include hypoxemic respiratory failure. Remember that treatments here include oxygen and mechanical ventilation. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to bronchiolitis, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. 
For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 16-month-old male patient with no significant past medical history is brought into the emergency department for the second time in five days with tachypnea, expiratory wheezes, and hypoxia. The patient presented to the emergency department initially due to rhinorrhea, fever, and cough. He was treated with nasal suctioning and discharged home. The mother states that over the past five days, the patient has started breathing faster with chest retractions. His vital signs are significant for a temperature of 100.7 degrees Fahrenheit, respiratory rate of 45, and oxygen saturation of 90%. What is the most appropriate treatment for this patient? And the answer choices are, choice one, humidified oxygen, racemic epinephrine, and intravenous dexamethasone. Choice two, albuterol, ipratropium, and IV methylprednisolone. Choice three, intubation and IV cefuroxime. Choice four, IV cefotaxime and IV vancomycin. Or choice five, nasal suctioning, oxygen therapy, and IV fluids. The best answer to this question is choice five, nasal suctioning, oxygen therapy, and IV fluids. This patient has bronchiolitis. Bronchiolitis is best treated with supportive measures, which include nasal suctioning, oxygen therapy, and possibly hospitalization. Bronchiolitis is defined as an infection of the lower airways. Although most cases require only supportive care, such as nasal tracheal suctioning, oxygen, and fluid resuscitation, some patients who are less than two months old, hypoxemic, or severely dehydrated are likely to be admitted. Treatment should be initiated promptly upon presentation to the hospital or clinic. A study by Dawson et al. reviews the management of respiratory syncytial virus in infants. RSV is the most common cause of bronchiolitis. Patients typically present with cough, rhinorrhea, and wheezing. There is also an increased risk of apnea. Workup does not require any specific laboratory or radiographic testing. Most cases recover completely with supportive treatment. If the patient is high risk, such as being premature, having congenital heart disease, or chronic lung disease, then palivizumab may be indicated. Frequent hand washing is also always encouraged as the virus spreads easily. A study by Ralston et al. discusses the most up-to-date recommendations for the treatment of bronchiolitis. Beyond supportive care, clinicians should not administer albuterol, epinephrine, steroids, or antibiotics. Patients should be given oxygen if saturation is below 90%. Above 90% saturation, oxygen is optional. If the patient has difficulty maintaining hydration, then nasogastric or IV fluids should be administered. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Humidified oxygen, racemic epinephrine, and intravenous dexamethasone would be an appropriate treatment for viral croup. Choice 2. Albuterol, ipratropium, and IV methylprednisolone would be an appropriate combination to treat an asthma exacerbation. Choice 3. Intubation and IV cefuroxime would be the management for epiglottitis. Choice 4. IV cefotaxime and IV vancomycin would be the treatment regimen for bacterial tracheitis. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A seven-month-old male child is brought into your office for recent rhinorrhea and cough. The mother states that the child has had mild fevers of up to 100.7 degrees Fahrenheit over the last three days, along with clear nasal discharge and a non-productive cough. 
but the child has been working harder to breathe over the last day. The mother states the child was vaccinated for the flu one month ago. His vitals are significant for a temperature of 100.9 degrees Fahrenheit, and his physical exam is significant for intercostal retractions along with expiratory wheezing. What is the most likely organism that is responsible? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Parainfluenza virus Choice 2. Adenovirus Choice 3. Influenza A virus Choice 4. Respiratory syncytial virus Or Choice 5. Echovirus The best answer to this question is Choice 4. Respiratory syncytial virus a seven-month-old child with an upper respiratory infection with low fevers and wheezing on exam is most likely suffering from bronchiolitis, which is a viral infection caused by the respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV. The child can be treated without viral cultures and nasal washings. Bronchiolitis is especially common in children younger than two years old. Though the most common organism is RSV, many other viruses such as parainfluenza virus, influenza virus, and adenovirus may also be responsible. Most children are treated supportively with antipyretics along with fluids. In severe cases, therapy with bronchodilators, typically inhaled beta agonists, have also shown to be beneficial and does not require knowing the organism via viral cultures or nasal washings. A study by Dawson Caswell et al. discusses the topic of RSB infections in children. They state that children typically present with cough, coryza, and wheezing. It is usually a clinical diagnosis, thus laboratory testing and chest radiography are not necessary to make the diagnosis. They also note that neither antibiotics nor corticosteroids are helpful for bronchiolitis due to its viral predominance. Bronchodilators may be helpful in severe cases. A study by Ralston et al. presents a systematic review of hospitalization in bronchiolitis cases. They report that quality improvement literature resulted in 16 fewer patients per 100 hospitalized exposed to repeated doses of bronchodilators, 5.3 fewer doses of bronchodilator given per patient, 5 per 100 fewer patients exposed to steroids, 9 per 100 fewer exposed to chest radiography, and 4 per 100 given antibiotics. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Parainfluenza virus most commonly causes croup with a barking cough and inspiratory strider. It is also a less common cause of bronchiolitis in a child than RSV. Choice 2. Adenovirus can cause an upper respiratory infection and most commonly presents with conjunctivitis and pharyngitis. It is transferred in a fecal-oral manner. It is also a less common cause of bronchiolitis in a child than RSV. Choice 3. The patient is unlikely to be infected with the influenza virus due to his vaccine. Furthermore, the flu would most likely present with higher fevers. It is also a less common cause of bronchiolitis in a child than RSV. Choice 5. Echoviruses are common causes of viral meningitis in infants. It typically does not cause bronchiolitis. That's all for this review about bronchiolitis. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, 
We'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.